Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. And this is Minute 45 of Fright Night. It begins with Jerry and Billy having a laugh, and it ends with an impatient Charlie. Is he having a laugh? Are you having a laugh? So Jerry is talking to someone on the phone. I don't see quite who. I remember, I, well, even just re-watching for the notes, I just just thought it was Peter that he was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just this wacky kid, Ed. But yeah, he says he's always willing to help young people. And he says, oh, crosses are out of the question. You see, I've been reborn recently. Even if I didn't believe I was talking to a vampire, I'd still think this was a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah, man. No born-again Christian finds crosses offensive, so it's a yeah. little strange. It's always stuck out to me as, no, yeah. but eh, let it go. <laughs> I mean, you just have to constantly think to yourself, these are three people talking to him on the phone, like going, this is just Charlie's neighbor who's probably been annoyed and yeah, we just want him point. to do this thing and then we'll get it over with and Charlie be fine. We do not believe he's a vampire at all. So I love you know, we're still at the Dandridge house watching Jerry talk and it's, I love these looks that Jerry keeps giving to Billy. <laughs> Billy's gotta love this. Like this is the yeah. time that the boss and I are good pals and we're having a joke together. You know, it's not me doing a bunch of lug work. Yeah, setting all these friggin' clocks. <laughs> yeah, all the fruit I gotta get, and then hauling bodies out and coffins and oh yeah, painting windows. This time the the, you know, the master is uh, having a little joke, and you know, and it's bringing me in on it. That's the best thing. You're just with somebody that you really admire, and they're like they kind of look at you like you're right, right, and you're like oh oh me, uh yeah right yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Terrible confidence. <laughs> we cut to Peter's apartment. And we see his huge Vincent Price painting. And just so you didn't make the connection by now, this has got to clue you in, right? <laughs> that they're doing a little Vincent Price thing here. Um, I don't know if that, that painting is from any sort of movie. I'm not sure if Vincent Price ever played a vampire. But then again, I didn't do the work on that. And I'm sorry. What? I was looking up fruitcake facts. <laughs> I had no time for Vincent Price. What kind of podcast is this? <laughs> I was looking at the I don't know the wardrobe again, and I like Ed's green military jacket. And uh, I don't know, it's just something about Amy in that gray members-only jacket and white pants. I'm like, you know what? She's kind of <laughs> cute. I would totally date her. You're crushing on her, kind of. Hey, Amy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we get Ed now. Ed's side of the conversation, and Ed says he says he's a reborn Christian. He thinks crosses would be sacrilegious. And I'm wondering, do you think Ed added that last part, or did we not hear Jerry say anything about crosses being sacrilegious? But that was what Ed was hearing on the phone. You know? Yeah. I, it's just like he doesn't. He also, he didn't say he was a reborn Christian. He just says I've been reborn. Have been born again, which is kind of a ominous thing to say. <laughs> Nothing about religion, but I guess he must have said at least the, the sacrilegious part. I don't know. So Peter says, ask him about holy water. And Ed says, what about holy water? And then he says immediately, he won't do that either. <laughs> and this is another point where I'm just like, guys, 
you're talking to a vampire. Like, come can, on. can we meet tomorrow morning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love how Amy is getting kind of annoyed at this. She t- takes her hands out of her pocket it puts them on her hips. Just like, oh, God, th- this clearly human neighbor is screwing up our plans. <laughs> what's this, what's this pro- freak, crazy Jesus freak, you know? And, uh, yeah, Peter is getting annoyed, too. He says, "This is tell him it's only tap water. All he has to do is sip it. And, uh, yeah, why would a reborn Christian have a problem drinking holy water? I mean, if they find that cross offensive, I assume they would find the holy water offensive, too. But there really isn't any holes in Tom's script. But if we were going to poke a few, this might be the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, what's going on? Well, I mean, I, I, I looked up some holy water facts. Orthodox Christians sometimes have a, a supply of holy water kept in their homes to drink and sometimes even like kind of pour over their food, <laughs> like using cooking. Weird. Yeah. Okay. But I will say that, you know, to give Tom and Jerry, <laughs> both of them, both the cat and the mouse, uh, the benefit of the doubt, drinking holy water that you don't know the origin of is as suspect as any stranger kind of just bringing a drink over for you to drink. Sure. <laughs> Where has this water been? Is there poison in it? Are you trying to roofie me? <laughs> Teenage boy. <laughs> What's going on here? Does this smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> yeah. Holy water has been known as being a potential source of bacterial and viral infection. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, it is water that is sitting in some sort of uh, bowl or whatever. And people yeah. stick their hands in all day. Right. In a study performed in 1995, 13 samples were taken when a burn patient acquired a bacterial infection after exposure to holy water. The samples in that study were shown to have a wide range of bacterial species, some of which would cause infection in humans. During the swine flu epidemic of 2009, Bishop John Steinbach of Fresno, California, recommended that, quote, holy water should not be in the fonts due to fear of of spreading infection. In an Italian church in 2009, in response to the whole swine flu thing, this church installed motion-detecting holy water dispensers. (laughs) So, like, just waving your hand underneath the little nozzle and it's like, there's some holy water coming out. Uh, you know, but again, to poke some holes, one would be if Charlie's a big horror fan, why does he need to add to tell him the rules? Okay, that's one. Yeah, yeah. Two, this, yeah, this whole exchange here. I'm, I'm now a born again Christian. I don't like crosses or holy water. Well, also, especially holy water. That's more of a Catholic. If you're going to break down the denominations of Christian religion, yeah. Christian. When I hear born again, I think of born again Christians, Pentecostals. Yeah. You don't Holy, deal with that cross denominational stuff. Like I don't believe in that stuff. I don't. I'm not gonna. That that's kind of a. That's not my deal. Right. So I. I don't know. Maybe Tom is smarter than uh, know something we don't about that. I guess. And it's in my research for holy water. I immediately came up with a couple of defenses that Charlie could use using holy water, uh, like real holy water, not tap water. Okay. What if Charlie ran a humidifier in his room full of holy water? Oh, nice. <laughs> like, it just, Jerry comes in the room like, yeah, I've got an invitation. Ah! <laughs> his face starts melting. That's yeah. a really good one. That's a great, that's a, that's clever. Also, um, about 50 to 75% of the human body is water. So what if a priest just blessed your, the water in your body? These are both, I want to see them on film now. These are great vampire kills. I want to see it happen. They're like, go ahead, take a bite. Ah! I got a little boo-boo, but you're dead. 
<laughs> you don't really hear a lot about African vampires. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. Okay. I, mean, I never really hear about much. It's probably because Toto blessed the rains down in Africa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do not have enough forehead to roll my eyes into. <laughs> anyway, back to Jerry's. Um, <laughs> So Jerry then says, tell him not to bring him over until 6 tomorrow. I'll be out until then. Which, again, I just wrote down, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You mean like sundown? Yeah. (laughs) You know, so there's like 24 hours between this scene and what's coming up the next scene. Like Peter Vincent, with his many years of portraying a vampire killer and just being in that mindset for years and years and years, wouldn't it just be like, okay, it's just, God, these Christians are weird, you know? No crosses, no holy water, nighttime. (laughs) (laughs) Evil Ed just sitting around like... Ah, this weird neighbor is super Christian, Jesus freak, blah, blah, blah. That's why there's a hard cut to 24 hours later. They don't get, the characters do not get to think about this. Right, right. Nor does the audience. (laughs) But I love this. Uh, We're back at Jerry's and he hangs up and he says to Billy, seems we don't have to go out tonight. His friends are bringing him over tomorrow to prove that I'm not a vampire. (laughs) And he's just like, I love the the little motion of him licking the juice off his fingers right before he pops the orange in his mouth. Yeah, it's very casual. Yeah, Chris is is awesome. So it's just another little touch of fruit bat, you know? He loves that juice. But I love also the, just the the exchange between them, like, (laughs) what a bunch of idiots. (laughs) Bring the food over. Go right ahead. (laughs) We'd love to see him. Um, and we just get this last moment of Charlie nervously waiting outside with Amy and Ed. And I'm just thinking, you know, he says it's 610. It is like pitch dark outside. So the sun must have went down pretty fast. And like if you're Charlie and you're scared to death of this guy that's that, you know, you know, he's a vampire. He's almost murdered you. Like, why would you be standing outside waiting? <laughs> be like, tell him to come up to my room. <laughs> Or you'd be – if you were going to be outside, you'd be draped in crosses and garlic and – yeah. Uh, humidifier nearby like (laughs) seriously so before we end the week yeah what is the craziest thing you ever believed when you were a kid or ever i mean just in general we've talked about that before if you came to me and said man my neighbor's a vampire yeah like hey man are you okay (laughs) but but it got me thinking this week about you know what what's the kookiest thing you can recall maybe you can't oh gosh no i mean i mean i mean santa claus I was a Christian for a little while, and no offense to our Christian listeners, but I, I'm not a believer in that, and I'm, I'm very shocked that I did believe for some time, but you know, there, there were personal reasons behind that, and I, I kind of came out from under that spell, I felt. Yeah, I don't know, man. You? I was raised in a Baptist and Pentecostal home, and then what they would call backslid for many, many years, and the moment, which would be almost a year ago, that we had our son, I've found myself not necessarily in the religious sense of the word, mm-hmm. practicing the religion, but I've certainly been talking to God mm-hmm. or whatever, the universe, a lot more. So I'd like to believe. Well, good I don't you. know what I don't know what the craziest thing is. We actually uh, we actually met at a, uh, at a uh, youth group. <laughs> we, we, we met at a Christian youth group when we were probably 
14 and 15, respectively. We're trying that, to score, man. Not with each other, but some, right. <laughs> some of the ladies there. Again, I'm not all of a sudden a Christian again. It's not right. like that. I just, I guess now that I'm a dad, I want there to be more. And I've always wanted, I want there to be, I want Bigfoot to be real. I really do. <laughs> really, I want that to be real. I like cryptozoology stuff. I think it's really awesome. I don't, in my heart, I don't know, you know, that I believe in any of that shit. And I don't know, as a kid, at, I just can't remember. Maybe at one time I thought that if you ate apple seeds, you'd grow a tree in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, yep, there's that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I don't, I can't remember anything that I've actually, you know, believed in, rather than just normal kid stuff like Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy. Um, Do you remember when the Santa Claus bubble was burst? Must no? have been early. Must have been real early because I was, I was a little hellion with the the Christmas presents. I I had my, I, I figured out a way to like use a little razor blade and open up presents <laughs> like and tape them back up perfectly, like I was like. Like an art thief or an art forger, you know. <laughs> I was there with the, you know, the the small glasses and the <laughs> uh, in my right. mouth, you know. Sure. Um, but uh, so I I could not have uh, assumed that Santa Claus was going to come down on me by that. But right, because you'd already seen everything you got for the year. I don't know. I, mean, I was I was in kindergarten and. It happened to be a relative, a cousin of mine, was in sixth grade at the time, so there's a big difference. And he was talking to someone else, another younger kid who's like, Santa Claus, that's your parents. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, I, I heard it. I didn't say anything. I didn't react. Santa? But after that day, I was just like, okay. So I must have suspected before because it didn't make me melt down. I just was, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, Len. Um... Yeah. Christmas, rather. <laughs> I think this is it for this week of minutes. Again, this has just been us this week. Uh, if you couldn't tell, there wasn't a guest <laughs> this week. <laughs> but we've got many great guests uh, lined up. A lot of minute by minute people. A lot of people that uh, um, are big big fans of Fright Night that we can't wait to get to talk to talking to about. We, you know, um, I might as well show th- throw a shout out to uh, our first guest, David. I actually heard him. On the remember we did the guest spot for Into the Night. Yeah, he did a week himself uh, oh, in front cool. of his, and he threw a shout out to us, and then he said that uh, our podcast is gold. Oh, <laughs> which was <laughs> nice to say. That's great. Yeah. So he was great to have on. I, I kind of I'm kind of hoping if we don't fill up till the end, we can maybe convince him to come back on again. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We've got a few ra- random minutes, but yeah, we are. We got so many good people ahead, and uh, you know we, we're going to keep working on those interviews with the cast and sure. uh, you know people behind the film. So uh, yeah, we'll live this fright night dream up uh, as best as we can. But uh, wow, 45 minutes in, great. Uh, yeah, about about halfway. So. All right. Well, everybody have a great weekend. I just want to throw a uh, quick shout out to the guys behind the Movies by Minute phenomenon, Alex and Pete from Star Wars Minute. And if you want to find more podcasts that cover movies by movies minute by minute, including David's, by the way, for Edge of Tomorrow Minute, which I'm sure is is out by by the time this is released, please visit moviesbyminutes.com. And uh, Len, you got anything more? Hey, Mary. I mean, uh, I'll humbug to you too, Mr. Kirk. <laughs>
It's probably like August when he releases. <laughs> anyway, I think it's time to put a stake in this one, definitely. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. I'm Santa Claus. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, have a fright night, everybody. <laughs> I you're going to say a silent night. Anyway. <laughs> oh, damn. God damn it. Oh, I missed a perfect opportunity. He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> you're so...